theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Welcome back, wonderful friends. I am very grateful to have you all here. How are you doing today, Quinn? Grand. How are you, my love? I'm very good. I'm very excited to talk about this subject because we're talking about our feelings once again, something that we are always trying to further understand because the better we understand our feelings, perhaps the better we understand what we should do next. Absolutely. So today we are talking about um, what gives you butterflies. You know that feeling, you know, it's... You're excited, you're nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be a whole bunch of things. I mean, it could be good or bad. Yeah. I primarily, when I think of like butterflies in your stomach, it means you're super excited. Like something is about to happen that is pretty epic, but you're pretty nervous slash excited about it. What right. do you think? Well, butterflies in the stomach, first I want to try to like break down that feeling. So do you always get it in your stomach or do you ever feel anywhere else? Oh, I do feel multiple places, but I think if you get it in your stomach, that's like the real deal. Yeah. So what do you think is the best source for that? Is it mostly from experiencing something brand new? Is it all about the nerves or is it sometimes actually being scared and you're like, oh crap, that's a scary feeling and I'm feeling in my stomach. I usually, uh, I guess, correlate it with something that I'm doing that is out of my comfort zone. So I've like pushed myself beyond where I'm comfortable Mm-hmm. And I'm doing something that's a little bit scary and maybe, yes, a little bit new or maybe I just don't really have, I don't, I haven't done it very much. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, one, I'll just give one, our first example. The yeah. first example that I think of when I think of what is, what gives you butterflies in your stomach is right before we went on the TEDx stage and we gave mm-hmm. our presentation. Yeah, oh that my was gosh. pretty scary. It was like butterflies in your stomach to the point where like, I kind of wanted to like throw up, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like, Oh my God, just breathe. Breathing exercises is good. And then afterwards, and this is where the beauty of butterflies in your stomach comes in, mm. at least for me is afterwards. You're like, wow, what a rush. Do right? you feel butterflies in your stomach is necessary for progression? Well, I think that it indicates that something's important to you. Mm. I think that if it didn't, if it wasn't important to you, then you wouldn't really care. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that feeling of butterflies in your stomach does indicate that there is something there that you really do care about. And so it's important to you and whether or not, you know, in five years, five years from now, it's important to you is a whole other conversation. But Mm. at that moment, it was really, really important to you and you can't discount that. So I think, you know, uh, you know, our company was called life out of the box. So we were always constantly challenging each other and other people with, you know, just get out, getting out of your comfort zone, get out mm-hmm. of your box. And, you know, you have varying levels of butterflies and each time you kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone, maybe you have that little bit of a butterfly in your stomach feeling, mm-hmm. but slowly and slowly, you know, those will kind of go away. And I wonder, mm. like, I guess maybe, yeah, when does that go away? And what mm. do you do if those go away? Yeah. In a weird way, I don't really remember too many recent moments where I had heavy feelings of butterflies in my stomach. I always think about some of the bigger moments of my life that I felt that. And sometimes I think it could be almost a bad thing when you're going after something that's maybe too extreme. Like I don't need to be going skydiving every single day, but the time I did go skydiving, that was a lot of butterflies in my stomach and I appreciate them, but I don't feel like that was necessarily a big step towards progress. Well, I mean, it was, there was obviously something that you feared, but you were also kind of excited for. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you paid for it you're up there it's time to go you know sometimes it's like actually i didn't pay for it just okay well that's good oh, no, that's <laughs> but usually someone pays for it and you go and so you know you're obviously i mean trying to push yourself beyond the boundaries right you know but in a weird way it is kind of weird to think about how many times have i had like actually had butterflies in my stomach mm-hmm. over the last year. It hasn't been very many. I mean, the yeah. last time that I could actually physically remember is definitely my dissertation defense mm. where I, it was so important. Like <laughs> it was a do or die moment. You either do this right, and you pass and you're done or, or you do edits afterwards and that's okay. Yeah. Or you don't pass and you have to stick around for at least another semester. And the longer it takes the least like the less likely you are to actually finish it. So yeah. it was like kind of one of those moments where you're really walking a tightrope on, you know, I want to make sure that I do this right, but there's only so much time of the day and there's only so far I could push myself and there's only so much I could do to impress certain other people. You know, so it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I don't know, when was the last time you had butterflies in your stomach? Uh, it's been, honestly, it's been too long, but I feel like maybe one beautiful thing about this episode is we could talk about how we can like try to find it even if we're not necessarily doing extreme things all the freaking time you know what i mean yeah i agree well i also do think and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too that the the like the more you push yourself beyond your comfort zone Mm -hmm. you know the the more you practice getting those feelings of butterfly like butterflies in your stomach yeah the I think the more difficult it is, like it's almost like you push yourself to a new level. You yeah. push yourself to a new standard. So like, what, like if we what were we if, used to fear, we no longer fear. Exactly. So mm. like if we were asked to do another Ted talk, I wouldn't feel as completely overwhelmed as I did the first yeah, time. I'd actually feel quite prepared. Yeah, exactly. Cause you've done it before. So I do think experience helps with that. And then we say that all the time with presentations and, and public speaking, like the only way to get really good at public speaking is to just do it. Yeah over and over again and that's pretty much the same with anything right so yeah podcasting podcasting i mean thinking about i mean listening to our some of our early ones you know we were definitely really we were nervous i would say that was that was another time when i was i would say there were butterflies in my stomach when we were record yeah was it when we recorded or was it when we announced to people that we were actually doing this every day yeah, maybe it was a bit of both. Hmm. Another time, too, that uh, I'll just, just kind of throw out there was when we were in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And we unexpectedly were asked to speak at an event hmm. because we were we just so happy to be there. You know, we were international, which was like kind of rare that we were at this event. And people from, you know, not Thailand were actually there in attendance. And so they just said, hey, you know, you and like a couple of our other friends, like, would you guys like to, to just like give a quick little speech about what it means to be here yeah and it was so unexpected and so just in the moment that i just did i had butterflies at that moment but then once i grabbed the mic and once i saw you talk too i was like oh it's fine you know but it's like so i guess like the timing of how long they last and how intense they are really do depend on you know how often maybe you're doing the thing that's eliciting those feelings right i find it very interesting that you keep on going back to when we're in a public speaking type arena you know because I feel as though there's other ways that you can get butterflies in your stomach. Like what? Well, for example, I think that anytime we are trying to figure out how to hack a system, and maybe it is necessary for us to have, be in a public setting for it to occur. And so when I'm saying hack a system, like figure out how to find that third door, or figuring out how to accomplish something that maybe we normally don't have access to and we're trying to like figure out 
how to solve this puzzle and it's like the moment of truth definitely get butterflies in my stomach when that occurs i love that that's so so true well, it's kind of who we are right it is and i and i love that you use the the you know analogy of a puzzle because that's yeah. really i think one of the things that you and i enjoy the most mm-hmm. is trying to solve puzzles right and it is it does have a lot to do with systems and processes yeah. and all of that stuff but you know when we feel like oh wait maybe we found a little nugget here yeah and then we we try it and we don't know if it's going to work or not and then it's that moment in between whether or not it works mm-hmm. is kind of when the butterflies happen. I love that. That's, right. that's so, so very true. And we've actually had a lot more of that. Mm. I think it recently than public speaking, obviously yeah. for a lot of reasons, but right. you know, this podcast has certainly helped us, you know, kind of fill the gap. Absolutely. I think that. it's kind of a bit of an art and a science. You're trying to figure out how to work the system. But when you figured that out, you also got a time the entry and the exit yes that's so true because you know you could find the actual puzzle piece right Mm -hmm. the missing puzzle piece but you have to do it at the right time like someone might actually find it out before you or Mm -hmm. you know might do it better than you (laughs) there are a lot of different things in in between but you're so right it's like you just have to figure out when is the best entry and that Mm -hmm. is so difficult to predict like like here's here's a pretty good example let's say there's someone that you really want to speak to whether it be for a business opportunity or just to gain insight from to help you solve something else you can't approach them like right away super hard you're like here's my question and that's all you're using them for is to get the answer you kind of got to approach it in a delicate manner and kind of like you know enter as if you're not looking for something and maybe even better so if you could figure out how to help them accomplish their own goal that's like the way to do it but it is a little bit of like you know give a little take a little be gentle with it and whenever i'm participating in that my stomach's going like absolutely bonkers because i'm trying to feel it and my stomach's kind of guiding me during that whole process I love that. It's like you're you're letting your gut instinct, like that's what your stomach is, you know, right. because that's where it all kind of happens. And it's yeah. interesting, actually, you know, recently, not to even go on a tangent, but they've found that, you know, your gut actually does guide you in certain ways. It's almost kind of acts like a second brain in a lot mm. of different situations. But, but I have a question for you, actually. Hmm. So what do you think about this? I just, as you were talking, was mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, talking to the right people or right. When, when it's right to talk to them or when to it's time to go, you know, yeah. like kind of timing that all out. Um, do you think that if you're not getting butterflies in your stomach on a relatively consistent basis, you're not pushing yourself Ooh, out of your box? That's a really great question. You're not doing enough to like really get yourself out of your comfort zone. It might not be public speaking. That's mm-hmm. sometimes a lot, way too out of comfort, someone's comfort zone, right? Yeah. But it might be, yeah, you have the opportunity to actually speak to someone that you've been reading about, right? Yeah. Or you have you have a really important meeting that you're presenting something to, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, like maybe you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone if you really are listening to this and you're like, I actually have no idea when the last time I had butterflies in my stomach was. I, I agree. I think that it's a good meter for people to understand where they are and where their threshold of comfort is. And it should be something that maybe we should aim for more often because if we can get that feeling, it's a good thing. That means that we're getting right where we want to. And I think the more often we gain that, like push ourselves further, it's going to be that much more difficult to get those butterflies in our stomach. And therefore we got to just continue to go further out of the box until 
all of a sudden, I mean, this is like fantasy, but why, why not? Why not uh, be on national television often? And now it's normal. And now you don't have butterflies in your stomach every time you're on national television. You know what I mean? That's so true. It's like you, the more you push yourself, the more it becomes kind of normal. Right. right? But then you have to keep on finding what is that next level that I'm trying to seek that would actually Mm -hmm. push me out of my comfort zone. Right. Like, like recently I did a live stream on LinkedIn, which I'm not like really one for like really wanting to do that kind of a thing, but it was something that I was invited to, to just do. And I'm did you have butterflies in your stomach? I did. I did. Oh, that's good. I like couldn't sleep even the night before. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I got to make sure I do this right, you know? Yeah. And because it, it's live, you know? Yeah. And people are commenting in, in, in the There's a lot moment. of people in there too. There were a lot of people and I didn't know a lot of them, but I, mm-hmm. you know, really, and it was my first time using, um, you know, the that software, platform, that platform yeah. and all that stuff. And I didn't know who was going to see it or what. But you know what? At the end of the day, once it happened, I was like, oh man, this is great. Why, hmm. why was I so scared? So if you did it again, you'd, you may still have butterflies in your stomach, but you would probably have less of a sensation. Yeah, probably. But I, I think that that platform was right for me at the time too, you know, in terms of, you know, why I was on there. It was really just, you know, trying to basically talk about, you know, kind of form, how to form a really great, you know, strong community of, mm-hmm. you know, women in a certain industry and stuff like that. And that it was my first time talking about that though, you know, right. like with you and me, like when we're talking about life out of the box, like that's all day for us, you yeah. know, like well, we that's got because that. we've done it so many times, exactly. but I'm sure if we could go back in time to the very first attempts of pitching, it was probably really, really scary, but oh, I can't yeah. honestly remember it that oh, well. Oh my God. I do 100% like in our old really? office in the incubator. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and like right before the pitch and poster, when we ended up actually winning first place and also social um, venture yeah we won two awards and we kind of like yeah we we took home a bunch of prizes being nervous oh i was so nervous well we we literally were finishing up the poster that morning so <laughs> oh, i remember that feeling but <laughs> that i don't know if that's thing. butterflies in the stomach but the most probably my most memorable experience would be right before princeton and oh, that yeah. was definitely pushing me as far out of my comfort zone as possible i don't know I'll, i'd even put that over the TEDx talk because the TEDx talk at least it was like a familiar environment it was like very very well put together with an incredible audience but it definitely was not to the degree of like Princeton where it was a competition against the best of the best with the audience that was elite and I was like I want to make sure we do this right and it was an amazing moment i'll never forget it yeah and you know what's weird too is like that actually if i if i really think about what are some of our best presentations that was one of our best i would say i mean it was like i like to think timed so. timed perfectly but you and i were so nervous leading mm-hmm. up to it i mean shout out to one of our listeners matt brown who was there too like yeah. you were the one taking pictures and videos of us like love you man and like <laughs> we but you understand like we were we were all so nervous because yeah. it was it took us off of our campus we were yeah. not in familiar territory and we knew that the people in in the stands were like vcs in new york mm-hmm. you know they came in from all over the place they were from princeton they were you know professors. Or private ivy league schools so yeah. it was like the most elite oh see here now we're like going back to the whole question like do you think that those who were already in the Ivy League didn't feel as many butterflies as those who were from like public schools because that's just their normal competition? Ooh, that's a good question. I you know, know it's a weird me, thought, well, but maybe that's what makes those Ivy League schools special in the first place. 
That is true. But I do feel like, yeah, I mean, there's a sensation of like you belong there or you don't. So that's like kind of like imposter syndrome. But yeah, perhaps. There was also a moment, though. I mean, I wasn't really concerned about the Ivy League. That's something, mm. for whatever reason, didn't really bother me at all. I think it was more about I didn't know who was in the audience. Mm. And it was also, I don't know. To me, it was more about... And I remember the thing that got me through it, too. Just, like, calm down. Like, represent mm. this public school well, okay? Mm. Like, show them that you all deserve to be here. Because it was only mm-hmm. us and Clemson, right? It was yeah. us and Matt and his partner, too, yeah. who were there representing everyone else was basically private or Ivy League. Yeah, and, and most were on full ride scholarship, too. Yeah, which, honestly, it was really nice getting to know them. Because when, you, when we actually got to know these kids who were kids, I mean, they were students. I mean, we were all kind of, like, on the same level, right? But, like, different schools. They yeah. were all there. And they were on full scholarship, man. They deserved to be there. They were some of the smartest kids we've ever met. And it was so fun getting to know them in a way where it was, we kind of, it wasn't about the competition, you know? Mm. It wasn't about the competition pretty quickly. It was mm. more about, like, everyone just do your best, okay? Because, well, like, whatever. Yeah. Well, when it was over, it was just such a sigh of relief because we were all such good friends, too. So all the butterflies went out the window as soon as it was done. But I do feel... As though we were all taking it very seriously. We, well, it was definitely the biggest business competition stage we'd ever been on, hands down. And they mm-hmm. paid for us. Like, it was like there was a lot of investment into the whole thing. So we really definitely wanted to, like, you know, live up to that standard that we did believe. We we did believe that we belong there, but we wanted everyone to know, like, yeah, for sure, these guys definitely belong here, too. Yeah. Even though they're we not. We accomplished f- that. And we did. And that was, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, there's this kind of idea about butterflies yeah, that does make you nervous and excited and it could kind of <laughs> freeze you up. I've definitely been there. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have too, like early days of like, oh God, what are we going to do? Yeah. And you just kind of blink in yeah. a moment. But as soon as you pick it back up, it's all good, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I, I just think that there is something to having butterflies that almost pushes you to excel if you let it, mm. you know, if you kind of like embrace it. Well, I, I think that butterflies in your stomach is not only a good signal, of you're pushing yourself to the next level, but it's like a good indicator. But I also think that it is some, there's something about it that helps you get better because you're, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a signal to your, to your head from your stomach telling you focus time. You know, it's like nervous, being nervous is a good thing. You know? Yeah, well said. I agree. I think nervous it's, means that... I don't know if it was well said. I think there's better ways of saying it. I'm trying to find the right words for it. You well, know? yeah, it's kind of like what we said. It basically signals that something's important to you. You're about to right. do something that is very important to you regardless. Do you, you know? think they, that butterflies in your stomach actually increase your performance? I think it can if you know mm. how to harness it. It's just like anything, okay. right? Just like just like pretty much anything. If you know how to harness it properly for yourself, and this could, this is different for everyone. I truly yeah. believe that. Like there you, are levels you, yeah, to what it. What do you mean, like, but how do you harness it? Because this could be very interesting. And do you, is it generalizable, or is it very specific per person? No, it might be generalizable to an extent. Okay, and then well, it becomes maybe more. Explain it for you, and then that will help me decide. If it is generalizable, if it's the same for me too. Yeah, I think that in a way, it kind of narrowly focuses kind of what you were saying. It narrowly focuses exactly what you should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, I've definitely had the experience of when you're talking and you're kind of like, feel like you're rambling because you're a little bit nervous. But Mm. 
I think over time, the more you do it, this is where I think like the more you do it, just like anything, Mm -hmm. the more practice you get, the Mm -hmm. better you are at it, at Mm -hmm. harnessing like what this feeling is. And so Mm -hmm. I I do know when it's not just like you were saying earlier, like it's not just the butterflies in your stomach. There are certain things that happen in your body that you can like signal even before that happens Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know what? This is obviously really important to me, even if I think about it. Like, you know, when you can't, when you're tossing and turning the night before because you have something big and important the next day. Oh, I know about that feeling. You know that feeling. So then it's like, okay, well, make sure that you just wake up and prep. You know, make sure yeah. that you like do what you got to do to make sure that you feel, look, I got this at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like prior to taking a big exam, you kind of get nervous. And if you dream about it, I sometimes think that you're like figuring out some of the problems in your head or when you're sleeping. And maybe that's why you're tossing and turning because you're like trying to figure out all scenarios. And I'm not sure if that's always a good thing, but sometimes I do think it does help when it comes to test time. Yeah. And maybe the the tossing and turning, would you consider that butterflies in your stomach? Yeah, I kind of do. But, you know, hmm. I also, in a way... Because then that would be a preparation thing. It would be a preparation thing where you're just like constantly thinking. But you also have to like... There's something, at least this is, I guess, something anecdotally for me, is that hmm. like, especially like, for example, a test... And I even said this to my students, but I definitely said it to myself many times. Hey, look, this is, this is just a test is just, or quiz is just, they're just words on paper. Right. Like at the end of the day, this is not to find you. This is okay. Whatever happens, it will happen. You did what you did Mm -hmm. to prepare, to prepare or not prepare. Right. And you know, that was a choice. And so just like, keep it simple. You know, it's okay. So that, that brings up the interesting point of, do you think it's more beneficial for your students or for everyone to not toss and turn versus tossing and turning prior to the exam? Because if we're saying tossing and turning could be an example of butterflies in the stomach, then it's starting to get to the point of when is it a good thing? When is it a bad thing? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know when that line actually occurs, but I think that tossing and turning kind of alludes to anxiety, Mm. right? Whereas butterflies in your stomach means this is about to happen. Let's go. You know, I feel like. So now we're almost being able to define butterflies in the stomach between nervousness and nerves can be a positive thing. But when it goes too far, it becomes anxiety. Exactly. And And that's where I feel like. You know, and that could be, that could happen over time. That could over, happen over a short period of time. But I think mm-hmm. that that's where, you know, we talk about this a lot, like how to really control and check your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but no. it is something that you need practice at and to understand when those feelings happen and why they're happening, mm-hmm. That to, to distinguish the butterflies in your stomach from the anxiety and the tossing and turning. Mm. Like, what is this? What's really going on, you know? That's and to, an interesting point you're making. So well, how how could you differentiate between the two well i think that it's it's about well what are what kind of what kind of feelings are these are they positive or are they negative and Mm. why if they're negative why okay is there something that like you're insecure about that's going on right now like that you don't feel like you've done enough of or whatever Mm. it is and to be able to push that aside when it's absolutely necessary is so important like i would say you know before the tedx because i still think that's one of my one of the things that one of the events in my life where i was probably the most nervous including the princeton yeah. too yeah. i mean i remember being like look you're either like you're not gonna mess this up so just chill hmm. you know and like like that when i realized that it was like what are you nervous about you talked about the story this is like the story of you and your husband and like creating this beautiful thing that was really trying to help people and there's a lot of love and compassion and honesty and 
all of this. Like, this mm-hmm. is a great story that you should share on this stage right. as opposed to like, oh, what if I mess up? You know, that's like getting negative about yourself, but just yeah. like embracing it for the amazing moment that it is. And it's going to pass by and it's going to go away. Hmm. You know, like this, the, this moment, this feeling that you have, whether it's butterflies or anxiety, that it's temporary. Hmm. So just understand. I think that to me, at least it helps like this time will pass, mm. you know, and you, you can either perform well or you can por- perform mediocre or you can perform poorly. And it's up to you at this moment. That's really interesting because that's kind of separating your <laughs> your feeling that you're getting in the pit of your stomach from your thoughts in your head. Because if you're getting the feeling in your stomach from the negative thoughts, then it's a bad thing. But if you're getting the feeling in your stomach because you're nervous about it, it, you're saying that it is possible that you could be thinking positive thoughts while you're experiencing that negative feeling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there have been times where we're like, I'm just so excited. I'm excited. It's happening. Oh, let's yeah. get this over with. You know, like, yeah. let's go. Like we've a been, roller coaster. Yeah, like we've been we've been prepping for this for a long time, babe. Like, you know, like the <laughs> dissertation. It's like, come on, let's go. Let's kill yeah. this. Let's, yeah, let's like slam dunk this. Sometimes it's, I just can't wait to get this over with. Yeah, that is true. That is a weird, weird, uh, different situation, too, where you can get the butterflies in your stomach, but your positive thought is... Soon it's going to be over and this is going to be freaking done and I can't wait. Get the confetti ready. Yeah, exactly. Like let's like chill the champagne and just get ready to celebrate once this is over because we really worked our butts off. We are going to do it. And I don't know. I think sometimes there is uh, some sort of correlate of like your of your feelings and emotions about something over time. You know, Mm. like the more time that goes by, the more you're either able to like console yourself like hey it's going to be mm. fine and yeah. i have enough time to prep or it that time is actually more anxiety ridden where it's like mm. this is like I, you almost wish that it was like going to happen tomorrow as opposed to a week because maybe it wouldn't you know linger for so long but, yeah i mean i'll even take it to an extreme point where i will say there's sometimes i experience butterflies in my stomach and i want to get it over with as soon as possible to the point where i don't mind if I even have to lose to get to get it over with. You know, I'm aiming to win, but I just can't wait for it to be done. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Like there, it, there does come a time where you're like, okay, this needs to be. I just want to know. This needs to conclude. Like this. Exactly. Yeah, there, there needs to be a moment of conclusion. I and might not perform my best, but I need to get through this, and it's gonna feel great. Well, I think that's a really good way to like basically also push yourself when you are having those butterflies in your stomach and they might be negative. It's like, you mm. know, let's just get through this. We're good. Do you like, think it's more beneficial to not worry so much about the performance itself and just have faith in like your, your capabilities? Yeah. I mean, obviously it depends on whatever you're doing and how long you've been doing it. But honestly, yeah, on there's so much that confidence can take you. Like mm. it really can. If you just like go into it an, and you're trying your best to not be, a cocky person, but but Mm -hmm. be confident in yourself that like, Hey, I got this, whatever it is, whether it's talking to a a person that you've been really looking forward to speaking with at a conference, or if you're going to do a presentation or if you're just about to do a test or you're going to get, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I think that there's just an element of that that just, I don't know. Well, I feel like you're giving an excellent pep talk. Like, am I? Yeah. Like like I feel like (laughs) in all honesty, I'm ready to take on my ultimate game. You know, or yeah, well, the belief in oneself is so like never underestimate the, um, you know, the ability in your to believe in yourself. Like, yeah. if, if you really believe in yourself and no one else does, dude, 
prove everyone wrong. You yeah. got that. You know, like that's the one missing piece I think a lot of times. And maybe that's kind of, you know, somewhat getting at the crux of, you know, the difference between feeling nervous or anxiety mm-hmm. and, and then nervous or excited, you know. And right. I think, but, you know, when you are when you are in that situation, whether it's one side or the other, positive or negative, mm-hmm. I think that the one thing that you can really take solace in is like, look, I got this. Yeah. Like, tell give yourself a pep talk. Everyone needs a pep talk. And yeah. the best pep talk that could come is from yourself. Is from yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard, though. Negative thoughts are just little devils yeah but just if you remember that negative thoughts will hurt your performance mm. then get them the hell out of there if that, that's on you there's no one else who can get those negative thoughts on you how out much, of your head how much control do you think people have of doing so like 10 being full control one being zero control how much control do you think people have of getting those negative thoughts out of their head well i mean like the average bear like someone who doesn't have like real serious mental health problems yeah average bear uh, well, not bear human please well who else who else has control of that then mm. if it's not you who else does so you got to give at least an eight at least okay i agree i'm with you <laughs> but you know what give yourself a pep talk if you need it and those butterflies if you haven't fe- if you have not connected with what we're talking about and you haven't felt butterflies in a long time you gotta maybe think about what you can do to push yourself out of your comfort zone get out of your box our friends yeah i feel like we just gave our listeners a pep talk so if you're listening go do something great i don't care if you're gonna go find your perfect lover or if you're about to play the biggest game of your life you're gonna go apply for the craziest job or start your own business swing for those fences my friends embrace the butterflies and tell us how great it was absolutely we only have so many trips around the sun friends make them count Mm -hmm. all right we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow we'll talk to you then Bye. bye